You're listening to Shift Happens on Kootenai Co-op Radio, CJLY 93.5 FM in Nelson, 96.5 FM on the East Shore and North Kootenai Lake, 101.5 FM in the Lower Slocan Valley, and 107.5 FM in New Denver. My name is Jeff. And I'm Anna. And we have our fascinating, I'm sure she's going to be fascinating, <laughs> guest in the studio with us. Welcome everyone to Courtney. Mm-hmm. Last name Love? It No. No? Okay. <laughs> I wish. But you're about peace and love, right? That's so. right. That's right. right. That's how I feel in my heart. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Courtney Ren Mabbitt. And later on, we'll get you to spell that because that's the same as the name of your website, right? Yeah, that's right. And okay. my email and everything. So Okay. So we're talking to Courtney Wren Mabbitt. And mm-hmm. um, Courtney does, well, you do family constellations, but you also do a, a whole range of other things that I thought was really interesting. Before mm-hmm. we get into specifics, can you kind of give us a... Sure. Yeah. An overview? Yeah. Um, so... I mean, where I always start, one of my first trainings was in somatic experiencing, um, which is such a good place to start because really healing starts with the body and the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So um, understanding the way imprints and energies and experiences of life sit in our actual nervous system and the way that our nervous system can move and heal through the experiences of life. So that's um, kind of like the groundwork of the work that I do. And um, with that, I use touch to work directly with the nervous system and the organs and relationally. And then I also have um, training in pre and perinatal work. So understanding the way our early experiences in the womb and how we landed in the body influences our nervous system. So when you say touch, are you involving baseball bats as well? (laughs) No, although, (laughs) you know, maybe somebody might use that to express something, but I haven't had a baseball bat in the practice yet. All right, all right. Just check. (laughs) Yes. Even one of those foam bats? I I used one of those ones. Okay, yeah. Um, No, but what comes to mind when you're talking about the somatic experience is um, when I was releasing memories of early childhood that I had completely suppressed. Yeah. And at some point in my adult life, they started to surface. Mm-hmm. And when I released a traumatic memory, I had the experience over again in my body. Yes. I, like, it's like my body recreated the injuries yes. and the whole bit. It was amazing to me. And it was one of the things that I found was most helpful in a strange mm-hmm. way because I, you know, when you've suppressed a memory your whole life and you don't really believe that it happened Mm -hmm. and then suddenly it's coming out in your body it's Mm -hmm. hard to ignore it's it's like Mm -hmm. validation yeah 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 it's validation so is that what happens in the somatic release process is that Mm -hmm. the the held memories um resurface yeah it's kind of like there's like our actual explicit memory, they call it, where we actually have a memory. Yeah. And then there's implicit memory that's held in the body that we might not have a conscious memory of, or we might to some degree, but wonder about it. Yeah. Or, And with this, you're really tapping into the implicit memory. So the body's memory and it starts to tell us a story so we're slowing down and listening to the body a so that we can tune into what that uh, memory is in the cells and then what's 
um, the second piece to that is, is as you tune in, the body knows what it needs to do to heal. And so as we hear its story, then we can hold space for it to shake and release that energy or to see what needed to happen that didn't. And um, the neat thing is, is once it actually shifts in the cells, um, the memory really is transformed on all levels. Um, whereas if you just shift it in other areas, it's harder to anchor that into the body. So mm-hmm. I found th- that for me, that was really a confirmation that I'd processed. Right. Right. When yes. it came up in that way, like yes. I would have dreams or, or vague memories and I could write about it and mm-hmm. stuff. But it, it, once I had that full body recreation of yeah. that, I knew, okay, there yeah. she goes. That's right. That's right? right. It's like they say it's like it's 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 that's kind of the last kind of place that it's held is in the body. Right. And so it's like getting to the root, the root of it. Yeah. And so that's really in the somatic work. And I do this comes out in the constellations work, too, or how I look at it is how do we help the body come along with the healing so that it processes it? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. And so that makes the work really experiential because the body doesn't have a mind in the same way. And mm-hmm. so it's very experiential and in the moment and um, the felt sense and tuning into that. So how do you use that in the, the family constellation work? Yeah. Well, what was neat is the training that I had was somebody who's trained in the somatics and then also in the constellations. Mm-hmm. So what that looks like is you're waiting for the body to tell us we're tuning into the body and it starts to tell us the story of what was happening in the context around us um, growing mm-hmm. up and generationally. And a lot of the times in that work, it is the body that gives us information that we don't know, like the story weren't passed down Mm -hmm. but the body knows and so we're really slowing down and letting the body speak through movement um, or emotions that surface or images things like that what Mm -hmm. I found really incredible is whenever I've done the family constellation work Mm -hmm. um, you have a handful of people or maybe say a dozen people in the room Mm -hmm. holding space Mm -hmm. and so you get to pick yeah. who represents the family members and they don't have to be alive. They can be yeah. great grandparents or what have you. Yeah. But what I found really incredible was how magical it is. I mean, mm. this person that you pick doesn't know you from Adam. Yeah. You've maybe attended for a couple hours together, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. when they hold space yeah. and they're representing that family member, mm-hmm. it's like, Holy cow. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People will use words that that person would have used that they have no way of knowing. um, Just And I, you know, as a representative, I've represented a lot. It's like I become a totally different person Mm -hmm. and I would have no other way to know that. Yeah. And what I, what, what, what that really reflects to me is, is this power of how strong that information is in the morphogenic field. They talk about the morphogenic field. So it's, it's the information that's in our imprints. So it's in our, and then also how our bodies can really, um, um, what's the word attuned to that? Like how we, our bodies are so wise, they can take that information that's in our field around us mm-hmm. and they know how to bring it into felt experience. So mm-hmm. it's, it speaks to like the power of um, our body's ability to know. 
I remember one particular situation, just as an illustration, where I chose uh, someone to be my grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. And they did not know that she had spent the last 25 years of her life in a wheelchair. Right. But as soon as they stood in for my grandmother, they asked for a chair. Yeah. And said they didn't feel they could stand up. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing to me how oh, yeah. that... And for me, when I have stood in for people, I, I think I've actually had as much learning, if not more, mm-hmm. than when I've done my own family yeah. experience because it's uncanny how people will choose you to play a role that mm-hmm. you really need to process. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I, uh, often what can happen in workshops is people show up and maybe they think they're going to do their own constellation. And by the end, a handful of people are like, you know what, I don't even need to do my own because I actually just got all the healing and information from being a part of that constellation. Yeah. Which also, to me, I like to think of constellations as very collective because so many of these patterns are, yes. like all of them are in all of our families and in our communities and in our relations yeah and so um we're also like tapping into that place of collective group healing yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I know um in one situation that comes to mind um that was really interesting to me was my father sexually abused me when mm. i was a child yeah and when I was selected to be this woman's father. Yeah. She didn't know that he had sexually abused her. Yeah. But as soon as I stood in for him, I knew this. Yeah. yeah. And I felt all of the feelings of that man. Mm-hmm. It gave me so much insight into mm-hmm. where my father was at at that mm-hmm. point. So it was incredibly helpful mm-hmm. for me. It was crazy to be suddenly experiencing what it felt like to be a a grown man who would prey upon his child Mm -hmm. because you know emotionally he was just so immature that Mm -hmm. he all he could experience was his own needs Mm -hmm. it was it it really like it humanizes everybody in the system and you start to understand more in a felt sense way of, you know, the complexity of what's happening. I know I've represented one of the most powerful ones I represented was being a mother who really couldn't feel love for her child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my own being, like I couldn't fathom that. But then when I was in that energy, I realized it's not that she didn't want to, it was all the like shutdown and the trauma Mm -hmm. and the, and suddenly I had this huge compassion for people that really, they're just not able to connect with that energy. Yeah. Yeah, and um, just recently we had a workshop where um, that was, uh, and this is one of my favorite aspects of constellations, is this place of just honoring what is, where we, we, instead of trying to change it, just sometimes seeing like that that's just the case for that person, that that's just what they were in and what they were dealing with, Mm -hmm. just that can bring a lot of peace. That's what I felt. I've experienced Mm -hmm. that in that situation where I was him and I realized how, how, his own needs had never been met yes. and so as an adult that was all he was consumed with mm-hmm. and it it made me you know understand mm-hmm. where that was coming from mm-hmm. and come to terms with it and it's not like I had to um, say anything to my own father about it but yeah. I just felt so much um, compassion for that place oh yeah yeah no that's really powerful thank you for sharing that because that's really healing of that um 
because so often in those dynamics, those relational dynamics, what's missing is being able to see the other's position. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I can feel the healing that would have happened in your family line just from you being willing to witness that. Yeah. The interesting thing to me was also, um, in some cases, when I worked with family members, I saw immediate shifts mm-hmm. within the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. In that particular situation, although I came to terms with who my father is, mm-hmm. nothing shifted in him. Yeah. But because of that experience, that was okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not that I had to carry on having a relationship with him. I yeah. did end my relationship with him, but okay. I, I understood. Yeah. where he was at and that that was a stuck place yeah. and that I didn't want it in my life. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It helped so you find clarity. Yeah. But also clarity and yeah. in ending that relationship. But beautiful. Well, what you're doing there too is you're, you're holding space and instead of keeping the person that was dysfunctional mm-hmm. or is dysfunctional, mm-hmm. you're not keeping them in a box. You're mm-hmm. saying, okay, yeah. I, I recognize... That this is the way it mm-hmm, is. This mm-hmm. is the way you are. Yeah. And instead of judging, just yeah. simply, okay, you're free to be whatever it is on your path. Yes. And when the opportunity presents itself for you to find clarity and mm-hmm. healing, then I'm not someone that's holding you, holding a gun to your head and said, yeah. you know, you did this to me. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That's right. It, it brings peace because, you know, sometimes in the constellation, like you said, like, there's this honoring what is and then something shifts yeah. and then it's like, whoa. And then now you have this whole other unfolding. And then other times like souls that we just did this one on the weekend that that person was deciding, I don't want to work on it. I don't want to change, you know, and that was just true in them. But then that gave permission for everyone else to stop trying to make it different. And then they can decide what they want to do about that. And so that in a a way it's empowering because it's just, it's allowing yeah, it's that's, allowing. That's exactly how I felt about it. Right. I wasn't holding on to the need for a change yeah, anymore. That's it was just right. I recognize this is where you're at. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I that I love that work for that. And and one of the other pieces that makes me think of there's another principle or order in in constellations work and one of them is everyone belongs. And so when you hear about you talking about your dad, it's like this place mm-hmm. where you can choose not to be having an ongoing relationship with him, mm-hmm. but he he you still are acknowledging the way he belongs in your system. You're still acknowledging his yeah. experience, you're still acknowledging. And so this is this place of we can have boundaries and decide how we relate. Mm-hmm. Um but then also acknowledge like, yeah, this is a person that I'm connected to in some way. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Uh, I was talking to somebody else who had no relationship with their parents mm-hmm. um, out of choice. And and they were talking about how much shame there is in our culture yeah. around not having a relationship with yeah. some family. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I... I didn't feel that at all. Mm-hmm. It's not like I wasn't accepting that they are a part of my family, yeah. but simply choosing where the relationships yes. exist in the now, yeah. it, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But that is something that, um, I guess because we have spent so much time in our culture denying the dysfunctions yeah. in our families, not wanting to see it. Yeah. And that somehow we're judging it or holding yeah. them in that place if we're willing to acknowledge it. Well, and and this is so much of the work I end up doing on all levels, like in my office, and it is this place of learning how do we hold the shadows and 
and the light. Like, how do we hold both? And that's what I'm hearing what you did. It's like Mm -hmm. you were willing to see the shadow and you were willing to see this truth about your dad, but you were also willing to see like, oh, he's a human and... And so what's interesting in constellations work, what they say, and I don't know if this is true of this person you're talking about, but um, there can be a place where people um, stop relating with family, but they do it from a rejecting place. So what that means is it's like, it's almost like energetically you're being like, I'm going to act like that person wasn't my dad, or I'm going to like act like I never knew them. And what they say is that can make us unwell because it's not true, right? It's it's like on some level you are connected and in some level they are part of your life. Mm -hmm. And so it's this balance it's this balance of like and of of acknowledging what is like that's my dad and yeah. I came from right. him and he gave me life and that's true yeah. doesn't mean I have to relate with him yeah you know <laughs> but I, I do need to acknowledge the truth that that's my father yes right and yeah. it's when we can hold both of those then peace comes and in constellations yeah. they talk about that's when peace and love can flow whereas if we're rejecting or pushing against some truth or we yeah. want it we're trying to make it different yeah. it creates a lot of pain in the system so that which you resist persists oh yes it keeps yeah. like speaking to you right yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that is a very, um, it's a complex place to, to hold. And mm. and what I find is people don't necessarily understand no. that you're holding all of that, yeah. uh, encompassing the shadow mm-hmm. and the, the potential yeah. and the current situation. And yeah. it's all okay. Yeah, that's right. Know? It's all okay. That's it. It's, it yeah. is what it is, yeah. as they say, yeah. which is completely true. Like yeah. you can't deny this relationship and yet you do have the right to set yeah standards for the relationships you have in your life yeah and and what we would say in the constellations um view is often in systems what was missing was a boundary like so families weren't setting boundaries or people weren't saying you know what i'm not going to relate with you because you're doing that and that Mm -hmm. is the greater healing right that'll unfold over time in next generations yes it's what was missing in the system right i see that happening in my own family and in Uh, my extended family um, because it, that's completely true. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, imagine being sexually abused from infancy. Yeah. You are basically having your boundaries crossed over all and over. the time. Over and, and over, yeah. And understanding that I had the right to set boundaries mm-hmm. was one thing in my own personal life, but then my extended family, my, my brothers and sisters, did not believe that I had the right to set boundaries, yes, right? because of the family culture. Exactly. Yeah, you don't so, do that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So me holding firm in that place, but not being strident about it, I suppose, Yeah, has slowly allowed mm-hmm. that to begin to unfold Yay. in the rest of my family. Yeah. You brought in something new to the system that wasn't available before. <laughs> yeah. Pardon me. Yes. Yeah. Especially... In my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and uh, my own children. Yeah. Like not so easily in my own uh, siblings, mm-hmm. although that is starting to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, Good work. it's crazy Good work. how how much of a ripple oh yes huge and i know that was my story in my family too um is at first when i started because there was this like long history of not having boundaries and um and when i started to do it it seemed like it was like a huge it's like when we're bringing new things into a family system the system starts to freak out because it's like what is this and and they talk about in constellations work there's actually this place where the person who brings in the new thing is kind of um seen as guilty they're like the one because they're 
going outside yeah. of the family agreed contract. Yes. Right. But what can happen is, is if you're willing to stand in that place and invite it, mm-hmm. right, and have boundaries and, and navigate it, then the invitation is the system evolves. And that's really what is happening in all systems, right? It's like yeah. somebody has to bring in this thing and there's going to be tension and then everything in, can start to reorganize. It might yeah. not, but that's the potential. And I know now my family has thanked me a ton. There were several years where they thought I was a problem (laughs) and we laugh about it now, but, um, yeah, that's, um, now, you know, so many of my family members are doing that and, 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 and it's allowed our family to be closer. It's right. It's allowed for closeness. And so, so this is what I think is really exciting about constellations work is it gives us a view, not only in family, but in all systems, like how do you bring about change, right? In this way where you're bringing something new in and then the whole system can organize around that. All right, so you're listening to Shift Happens, the Empower Hour. My name is Jeff. And I'm Anna. And we have Courtney. And last name again? Ren Mabbitt. Ren Mabbitt. Ren Mabbitt. Hyphen. Hyphen in the middle. What is that? (laughs) Well, actually, my birth name is Mabbitt. Okay. And um, I, when I was doing a lot of healing work, I had this feeling like I wanted to, kind of like what we were just talking about before the song, um really acknowledge my birth family and not totally change my last name, but also bring in something new. And right. so I added the Wren, which is a bird. A friend of mine was like, you could make up a name. And the, the second she said that, I thought of Wren. And ever since I did that, it's like a way of honoring my family, but also acknowledging I'm bringing in something new. All right. I have been struggling. It's better than buzzard. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> buzzard Mavit. Wren Mavit sounds like a, a lovely little bird. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. cool. Um, but I, I can totally relate. One of the first things that I really felt like I needed to do when I went through my healing journey was to change my name. Okay. There you go. Yeah. And partly because uh, my given name was from an aunt who was very wounded and, oh, yeah. and very troubled her whole life. And I, I didn't really want that to be my connection to the family. Mm-hmm. So I changed my first name. And then since then, I've been really thinking about changing my last name. But I don't just want to make something up. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, mm-hmm. right? I don't mm-hmm. really want... I Honestly, I have a family that was incredibly messed up. Mm-hmm. More than than most I think yeah, my great yeah, grandmother yeah. actually murdered one of her husbands oh, or gosh. two uh, the stories change in the family I'm not yeah. sure yes yes and uh, and her my grandmother was not quite so horribly messed up but quite messed up okay and you're i'm not gonna sh- get into the story you're using such I know. lovely language <laughs> i know i'm trying to like how you do use I- other other descriptives <laughs> how do i know it sounds like trauma there was probably quite a bit of trauma, trauma yeah, in the family a lot of disorganization it sounds like yeah so then okay so this is what i've been struggling with i don't want to deny the fact that they're my family as yes. we were just discussing yeah but at the same time I don't want to identify with them all yeah. the time. Oh, abs- and that's the, that's a whole differentiating thing. It's like it's like if I could speak to that. There's this place where we are part of our family, and then there's a place where we have our own destiny. Yeah. So we're connected, but if we just stay in the fate of our family, we can't fulfill our like individual unique mm-hmm. journey because that's so much of what we're here to do. I mean, ideally in a, in a healthy family system, but we can figure that out in any system with the right intention and holding, um, family's supposed to hold space for us each 
to um, be our own person, right? Yes. And to find our own beat and to do our own thing. And to and so it's important that we don't get so pulled into the family identity that we're not following our own u- unique individual destiny, right? Yeah, and I guess I'm just trying to, like, I, I know... Uh, I think in the archetypes, I'm the rebel. I right. have, I've always been that in right. my family, right? It's, the change bringer. I am totally. <laughs> yeah, rebel without a clue. <laughs> I've often Some clue. said, "Don't get me involved in." whatever it is you want me involved in unless you want some change to happen because somehow that's what follows me right and that's all good yeah um but i don't know i feel like i have um moved out of the family in in most significant ways and so yeah, it's difficult to yeah. know. It, it seems like, I don't know, it's part of this whole new age loopy doodle, as Jeff and I, <laughs> loopy doodle thing loopy where doodle. people just, you know, make up names. Yeah. And that's doesn't feel grounded either. Right. So, yeah, yeah. it's a difficult thing to navigate. Yeah. How do you... Um, Connect with that. I yeah. mean, one thing, this is just coming to me to share, and I feel yeah. like it speaks to... Um, so, you know, my family also has lots of trauma and, um, especially like in my grandparents and my, and, um, so a story of my grandma was I sat her down and I wanted to, she was getting older and, um, I wanted to find out about her life. And I asked her how she handled when my grandfather died. And she looked at me with this very steely look and she said, I just never thought of him again. <laughs> just totally flat faced and wow. it was true it was true and I was horrified I was like oh my god I see why <laughs> we're all so like that's how my grandma has dealt with things it's just ne- right? right but then I had this teacher and she said wow that's amazing that, that your, could your grandma that. could do that <laughs> yeah and I was like whoa I'd never thought of that before and she said so like you are a determined person like that yeah. and I'd never thought of like that, that I don't need to do what she did, mm-hmm. but there was a quality there where she was so determined and mm-hmm. I totally have that in me. And so I've been learning how to look at family and see these qualities and then like, okay, that's in me too. And then mm-hmm. how do I like transform that? You know, like this was the, this was the expression of somebody who was like traumatized and, you know, but it's like finding in there, these little gems that are yeah. like, whoa, if you take that and you use it in this way, like it's a whole other thing. And that's true. One of the things that I've always thought about is there are very powerful women in my family. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that has given me permission yeah. for most of my life to be in my power. Yes. Right? Yes. I don't have to be destructive. Yes. yes. Whereas that, you know, was the way that it was manifesting. That's right. Yeah. In but my destructive family. can be fun too, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like well, it. <laughs> being the rebel, I do end up in yeah. some ways becoming sometimes a destructive we have to. force. Yeah. Sometimes you, we have to. Exactly. You have yeah. to break things down in order yeah. to rebuild them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. So I've, I've, I've recognized that I have that quality and yeah. that a lot of that comes from my grandmother and my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. But, um, but there's, you know, I, I guess I have felt the need to reject the this, the degree of dysfunction. Yes, is just overwhelming. Yeah, the expression. And so, so what's beautiful about that is we can anchor into 
the qualities that are like, oh, that's helpful. And ooh, I, like, actually, I learned that from my dad, um, you know, mm-hmm. like these little and then be like, but that part doesn't fit. Then again, that's boundaries, yeah. right? Like yeah. receiving from our family what is helpful. And in any system, no matter how there like there are going to be gems, there's going to yeah. be things that it's like, you know, even just the fact I always like to take it back to this. And my teacher, Francesca Boring, is so good at this. As she says, we had to have amazing ancestors to even be here. Because of Mm -hmm. the things that have unfolded and the things that people have lived through, like you better believe there was resilience and strength and gifts because we wouldn't be here if there wasn't. And just that can be settling and grounding. And it's like, right. What I found really amazing in the Constellation workshops that I participated in is how much World War One and two and two, but Mm -hmm. and also like the Great Depression, how (sighs) much. Mm-hmm. how much pain was carried mm-hmm. by those living through that time. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I just recently had an epiphany myself. Mm. The whole coming from lack, the whole concern of survival and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I knew a lot of it came from my mother. Yeah. But then this was like a couple couple nights ago where I really got some clarity as to what she experienced and how she felt mm-hmm. in the depression. Mm-hmm. And I mean, your family, Anna, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. tell, tell her about what, what your mom's family went through. Mm-hmm. They sold the milk and the kids lived on whey. Right. right. And they sold the meat and they lived on only the fat trimmings. Yeah. And so, yeah. and my mother came yeah. from a family of 13 kids. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was... Mm-hmm. So again, when there's that kind of pain, that's mm-hmm. that's part of a family system, and and I know, okay, with one of the the constellation workshops that we were in, one of the other people that we participated with, the great grandfather actually had to choose which of his kids lived mm. and which of them oh my did goodness. not. Yeah. And how, as a parent, yeah. could you carry that oh. and continue to go on with your life? Yeah. And we wonder why they become emotionally right. shut down. That's right. And so, and because of the family secrets and all of that mm-hmm. fun stuff, you don't understand why you have this gnawing hole in your soul. Yeah, that's right. And then all of a sudden you do a workshop like this and it just unfolds before your eyes and you go, wow. And and that's the thing. And maybe you can explain a little bit more about how it works, mm-hmm. but you're not giving anyone any kind of script. No. All, all you're doing is you're directed by the facilitator to mm-hmm. choose X number of people to represent these key people mm-hmm. that are part of your story. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you put them in the middle of the circle mm-hmm. and you position them where and you know that's a whole other thing too why do you position this person facing in that direction mm-hmm. why do you have this person facing this other person etc mm-hmm. etc et yeah. but it all plays out yeah right before your eyes yeah yeah it's very intuitive yeah. I, I, and i and what what my sense is about that is that um and also what you know um other people would say is um like there's a place in our soul and in our bodies where we know we we actually can feel like where we are in relation to the people in our field like yeah. even though we're not consciously aware we know it in our beings mm-hmm. and we're actually and so when we're just given permission it's almost like we're just creating the space for it to 
reveal itself in physical form. It's like everybody yep. knows it. It's like so known, but not, but it's like, that's the whole thing, making something implicit, explicit. Yeah. Um, but again, the magic of it is that people that aren't even part of the system are tuning in and yes. knowing, right? Yes. Um, but one of the things I just wanted to speak to about what you're saying there is, um, this is where the, for me, the somatic nervous system piece has been so helpful to bridge with the family constellations work, because when you really understand the way that healing happens with the nervous system for those generations that are living through war, like, you know, my husband's father um, lived and was in Berlin during world war two, you know, and grew up like, like he was living in the mm-hmm. rubble and the, right. like, and the stories are just like, you know, that even an adult, how would an adult even make sense of that? Let alone a little kid. Yeah. But what's amazing is that, um, what the system does, it, the nervous system, is it just it just focuses its attention on surviving, mm-hmm. right? Because if you really stopped to feel it all, you you wouldn't make it. You wouldn't be yeah. able to do what you needed to do to find food and where. And it's amazing how our nervous systems can do that, right? Mm-hmm. And you see it again and again and again in constellations work. The generation that has the trauma very rarely can can actually start to heal it in the nervous system. I mean, it can happen if they have the right support and the, right. but most people haven't, yeah. right? But I want to say there are people that have sought out help and worked on it, but it's not until the next generation that it starts to unthaw more and then the next generation. Because right. it's almost like when you work with trauma, you have to get some distance and safety before you can even touch it because it can just be so big. And so often it means when we look back at these ancestors, we're like, oh, well, so-and-so was so cold and hard. And, but then when you start to understand, whoa, like that's how they were even able to survive. That's how they were even able to have children, you know, how we were even to get to this point where maybe we're safe enough. Cause this is the interesting thing. It's not till we're safe yeah. And actually safe. And we have the right, yeah. you, the, our nervous system will not start to heal till we have the right container, right? Where mm-hmm. somebody, where somebody can actually meet us and help us in it. And that's how wise our systems are too, right? Right. But, mm-hmm. um, so this is kind of like what we now are being with. And what I see in my practice all the time is now people are living safe enough lives, many people, that these traumas from World War One and the Great Depression, World War Two, are starting to unthaw in the system and are starting yeah. to show themselves. And if we can understand that that's what's happening, you know, I have so many people come into my office saying, I have anxiety, it doesn't make any sense. But but then when you talk to them about what happened to their parents and their grandparents, it actually makes perfect sense why they would be having that in their nervous system, right? Right. Yeah. We don't actually, our culture doesn't really think in ancestral terms. Uh-huh. You know, there are, have there definitely have been cultures that understand yes. those ancestral links yeah. and how important it is. But mm-hmm. we aren't really in that mindset at all. Well, indigenous peoples do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we, the enlightened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in quotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, and for so many of us, I mean, we will put our grandparents or yes. our parents into a, a home yes. because we don't want them to be part of our, our yeah. lives, right? So it's just easy. It's like, yeah. well, they're taken care of. Yeah. They're being watered and fed and given their medication. And so what if they're in a, a you know, basically a padded room with yes. a television set? Yeah. That's it, right? No. Whereas, yeah, with indigenous peoples, they... They honor yes, their yeah. ancestors and yeah. they think about future generations. We don't do that. Yeah. We think about the next quarter. Yeah. Basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, are, and this, are we profitable in the next three months? Yes. Yeah. Well, and this is why I, I feel so passionate about this work. And I, I, right away, the first time I ever heard about it, I was like, this is so needed because, yeah. because part of what, what our nervous systems, because we're, we are, it's funny you said enlightened because there is this, like the age of reason and everything. And we got really in our heads and like, really we are animals <laughs> and yeah. we actually have to feel connected to our ancestry to actually really be rooted. Um, it's actually interesting to watch that once you start to connect people to the generations before, at first it can feel frightening because you're feeling all the things that happened. Mm -hmm. yeah. But once you know how to be with it and there's some healing that happens and you can rest into it, people's people become so much healthier because it's a big thing to land on the planet and not really be connected yeah. to actually the people that have brought you here. Yeah. Because in a way, when we're not connected to family or we're disowning family, we're disowning ourselves because like our mm -hmm. bones are made up of like all the ancestors that walked before us. The mm -hmm. fact that I know how to take care of myself is because people before me learned that, you know? Yeah. Yep. And so it's like, I'm alive because of all those people behind me. And if I can honor that, it actually strengthens me. And when I'm disconnected, I'm not rooted. So this whole conversation about like rooting into where we come from is so, so important. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Not because we want to get lost in what happened back there or we have to fix it, mm -hmm. but just so that we know where we are in the unfolding, right? It used to be when people gathered right away, you would tell people, I am the daughter of so-and-so who yeah. lived here. This is where I was born because it would yep. situate you where you're from and who you yep. are and your culture and mm -hmm. and that's so interesting i just had all this insight around um i have a family member who's struggling right now mm. with um restless leg syndrome yeah yeah twitchiness and um we've been having this conversation around the fact that it, it's it's because she's not grounded uh-huh and she yeah. struggles with grounding yes. all the time yeah but she also struggles very much with her connection to her family. Yes, yeah. And even yeah. though she's a healer and she's done all of this work around it, there is a, a sort of a fundamental yeah. mm -hmm. discomfort with, because mm -hmm. she's my cousin and, yeah. and it's the same family and yeah. there's all of this crap in the back yeah. that you don't really want to deal with. Yeah. And I just was thinking, oh my, th this is the difficulty that she's yeah. having is this grounded piece. Yeah, yeah. Because of that lack of connection to yeah. the whole system. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's interesting, like, you know, I've had lots of experiences where somebody's like feeling ungrounded. And when we tap into it and we go deeper, it's like, if you imagine, like, most of us here, um, we're so disconnected from where we're from, like the land yes. where are, so, you know, if you've lived on the same spot of land for generations and generations and generations, you are going to be more grounded just because yeah. that's like, you've yeah. built that. Yeah. And so we, so many people came here and just completely lost their cultural connection. Mm -hmm. And so some of the trauma is that is just like not actually being situated in any culture or tradition or like mm -hmm. spot on the land and people not knowing how to move to a different spot of land and right. consciously 
call in and create that. And so a lot of us here in the Western world have layers of disconnect and disorientation and trauma from that, Mm -hmm. from the the trauma of having come somewhere and not knowing how to do it in a connected way. Right. And also there was a lot of shame, you know, different, like I know in my ancestry, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of pretending, like it was Polish and Irish on the one side, and there was a lot of pretending that they weren't that, you know, changing last names. And so there's a lot of disowning who you are and shame around that. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it, and and this what I wanted to say about this is um, a really powerful thing about constellations is you can actually call in. Um, I had a really powerful one where I called in um, ancestors that represented each of my cultural backgrounds, so like French, Irish, Polish, but an ancestor from each one who had been really grounded and really rooted in their culture and really. And when I and I had the experience of them standing behind me and supporting me, and whoa, did I feel it in a way that I had never felt before. So there is this way in constellations where even if there's lots of ungroundedness in the system, if we go back far enough, there's somebody yeah. that was more that grounded. There's somebody, somebody that held that energy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and we can find that. You know, uh, what came to mind when you were talking about that, it, you know, so often those cultures where they never moved from that spot for generations and they were well attached mm-hmm. to their culture, they were really a singular culture, right? They yeah. were. Irish or they were German or they were whatever and so many of us now I mean I don't even know how many cultures I have mixed in there totally it's crazy (laughs) it's like 10 or something and Heinz 57 like yeah somebody asks me what I am I'm like "Mm, Canadian yes yes so yeah but in a in a sense that could be a strength oh yeah you could have this huge sort of footprint, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that, of being grounded in so many cultures. Yeah, yeah. If if you were, in fact, grounded in those cultures right. instead of just disconnected yeah. from them. and getting curious about it. Because I know when I had that constellation, each person that was representing was showing a different quality. Right. Like mm-hmm. one of my ancestors was Amish, and they were so strong like that yeah. image of like how solid that person was right and then it, other ones were more there was more flow and they just each had their own like energy that they were bringing mm-hmm. in and i think about that regularly like that's in me right that's mm-hmm. in me i'm gonna ask you a uh, out of left field question okay. here <laughs> well it just hit me yeah there's this really major obsession right now yeah with people doing the 23 and me the various oh, the dna the thing. dna testing oh yes yeah yes, i was yes, just so, thinking yes, about yes, that yes. actually so yeah. how in your opinion does this tie yeah. together with family constellation. Well, you find cultures you didn't even know you had, yeah. right? And like, also, I think, you know how we're talking about getting to the place of safety where we start to become, it's kind of like everybody was just surviving. We don't want anybody to know we're Polish. We don't want anybody to know. And then now we're getting, we actually are getting to a point where there's enough safety that people are starting to get curious. Right. They're actually starting to search. They're, right. they're looking for it. And that's a way that they're looking for it. It's amazing now how often I hear people talking about exploring their ancestry, like a lot. And, right. and, um, and people um, really looking into it because it's like, I think people are starting to want to trace their roots back right like right. what what happened back there right <laughs> who am i where am i i i feel like it's a reorientation people are wanting to reorient mhm reorient mm. so another question 
Uh, we got roughly about five minutes if we're going to play out a, yeah, a yeah. closing track. What got you in this whole thing in the first place? What motivated oh, yeah. you to to embrace this as your career? Yeah. I mean, I have always been a very sensitive, in-tune person. Like, I would say I was always very aware of the field, the morphogenic field. And... Um, I was on the healing path from like a very young age. And I also have always had a very strong sense of how important it is to be connected to family. And so I just had that inside me. I was on this healing journey and literally I just saw a book that said was about constellations and I started to cry the minute I saw the book. And wow. I was like, okay, there's something here. And then I ended up meeting somebody who was like, I'm putting on a training for this. Right. I end up in the training and I'm in the training. It's the first day and people are like, Courtney, have you taken a lot of training in this? Cause it sounds like, you know, so much about it. And <laughs> I was like, okay, clearly this is something that I am meant to do. It, right on. And it's literally just felt like it's just, it hasn't, it's not even something I chose. It's just something that has landed and also like strongly, I feel like it's so needed right now. Yeah, no It's like kidding. calling us all back yeah. to remembering how to be connected. So mm-hmm. speaking of calling. Yeah. How do people get a hold of you? Okay, yeah. Ah, yes. Yes. So, um, and I also, yeah. So, um, my, my website is Courtney Ren Mabbitt. So, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-W-R-E-N-M-O-U-S-E. Not that. Okay. W-R-E-N-M-A-B-B-U-T-T at gmail.com. Um, I, and so that's the best way is to email me and connect with me that way. I have an office in Winlaw. I have a healing center in Winlaw and then also here in Nelson and putting on workshops. I wanted to mention, I'm putting on a workshop at the Sentinel called the collective heart 2.0 retreat with, um, a colleague, Dr. Kevin Preston, who's a Chinese medicine doctor. Okay. And we're um, going to be doing constellations and different healings of, of collectively healing the heart and, um, shifting patterns in the nervous system. And that's March, March 20th to 22nd. And then I'm putting on with my colleague, Ginger um, Revest in June at the Sentinel. We're going to do a two-day um, constellations retreat. So we're going to go really deep and it's going to be called um, the Wisdom of the Ages. So, Ooh, yeah. The Wisdom of the, the Ages. Wisdom and the Sentinel is that, that uh, mm. resort that's up close to Caslow. Caslow, right? yeah, really beautiful. beautiful. There's a circular maloca there, and yeah. it's just like, oh, it's so it's, we've, I've put on quite a few workshops there, and just the power of gathering in a circle like that, and mm-hmm. yeah, and I, and I put on these Constellations workshops regularly, and it's going to be a thing that I do ongoing, because it just is, every time I do it, it's so powerful, mm-hmm. and it, you feel it, it is making a difference in the field, for sure, like in the, in the field, for all of us. You know, nice. Even just this conversation. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, and all the millions of people listening to it. Right, right. <laughs> this has been really lovely and fun to talk about. It's like my favorite topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's interesting when you talk about this. Your eyes just totally light up. Uh-huh. I mean, you can just see that you're just totally mm-hmm. into this, right? Mm-hmm. So Thank that's you. a really cool thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've done Tai Chi at the Sentinel. Okay, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful space to work in, and yeah. yeah. And cool energy. Yeah, by the water too. Yeah. There's something about the mountains there and the water and yeah. you're kind of sitting on the edge of a cliff. It's very it's very elemental. The problem <laughs> when we were there though, it was two summers ago when the smoke. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, you could hardly even oh, see the water. It was bad. that bad. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh goodness. It, but it was kind of like floating in a cloud. Yeah. It was sort of interesting <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. But kind yeah. of purgatorial outside. <laughs> right. It was definitely 
mix. It's like how to how to um, channel chi in the middle of smoke. Yeah, <laughs> like yes, fire. Exactly. Fire in the middle of burning. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting converse, uh, combination for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, we're getting close to the very end, but the only way that we will allow you out of Studio A <laughs> okay. is if you agree yeah. to do another interview sometime oh, in the future. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. There's so much more to talk about. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think, you know, we did constellations and yeah. then uh, now I'm interested in all this other stuff you're yes. doing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Courtney Wren Mabbitt, mm-hmm. M-A-B-B-U-T-T dot com is your website, yeah. right? Yeah. So people can contact you that way. Yeah. If yeah. anybody is having any trouble getting a hold of Courtney, you can go to our website, shifthappens.media and contact us and we'll pass the message on. Mm-hmm. Done that already once. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you very much for coming in. Oh, this has been so fun. Thank you. Yes. Thank you're you. more than welcome. Thank you. So you're listening to Shift Happens, or you were listening to Shift Happens, the Empower Hour. My name is Jeff. And I'm Anna, and we've been speaking with Courtney. Yes. And we'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye-bye for now.